Can I hear myself? If I... Welcome to this week's episode of the Sunday Candy Radio Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for downloading. Please follow us on Instagram and all that jazz. It just looks good for the public. I know if you're listening, that's really enough for me. But if you if you go ahead and like it on whatever platform uh, we end up on, then please, that is also sincerely, sincerely appreciated. So, what I'd like to talk about this week is something pretty near and dear to my heart. It, before I began podcasting, I spent, uh, of my eight years in the workforce, about six and a half of that in the restaurant business. And today, I just want to talk about the, the life lessons and the wisdom that you can gain working in hospitality, specifically working in restaurants. So I started early. That was it was the first job I had had leaving school was was in uh was in just a restaurant up in Seattle. And it was a job for a very long time. It was a job for a very long time and it really wasn't until about three and a half years later when I met someone who was passionate, who had so much passion for cooking specifically. He trained with Andy Richter at for, for at Pock Pock here in Portland. It's a, a Michelin star restaurant, um, but it's just very good Thai food, and they've expanded since. Uh, but either way, he's he was incredibly, incredibly, incredibly passionate about cooking and being able to try new things and being able to present it to the public, and he was actually so deep into what made food good that I was overwhelmed. And I thought to myself, well, I'm never going to, I don't want to go that deep into uh, the culinary art of, of uh, the food world. But where I'm, where I feel like I can excel because I've been a front of house guy front of house, with you know, servers, bussers, that kind of jazz. I, what if I tried to master the art, of, of hospitality, of service, of really anticipating people's wants and needs. And, and what, if I'm the world's best server, what does that look like? Do I have white gloves on? Do I have cufflinks? Am I in New York somewhere? Or is the world's best server over at Moe's Diner who's hustling 14 tables at the same time and yelling across the room? Like what qualifies as being the best server? It's a very interesting thing that it was fun for me to to explore. So when I met this this roommate who was a who was a chef, it sort of uh, awakened the challenge of no matter what profession you're in, 
there is a craft to be honed within that profession and putting focus into whatever that craft may be all of a sudden supersedes the tediousness or the repetitiveness of any job because your focus is progression. Your focus is getting better. Uh, someone so much smarter than me, I, it might have been, been Jim Rohn, but I don't know. He's, he's, you'll see he probably will make a few alluding uh, pop-ups in this, in this podcast. But the idea that I've been working at this restaurant for eight years. I should be the manager by now. And raising the question, have you been working and learning at this restaurant for eight years? Or have you been working at this restaurant for one year eight times over. Because if you're going through the motions, that's what makes a job mind-numbing. That's what makes it, quote, soul-sucking, is when you, can just, when you just go through the motions. But if you can find a craft or find a practice within whatever you're doing that you, that you can literally practice and see improvement on on a week-to-week -week or month-to-month -month or day-to-day, year-to-year basis... It makes whatever you're doing every day so much more, for lack of a better word, tolerable. You know, it actually might make it engaging. And then when, when there's offers to go to seminars or trainings that it doesn't seem ridiculous and, ridiculous and redundant, it actually makes sense because this person presenting might actually have some insights on how to make things more efficient or how to communicate more clearly. So tying back into the restaurant world, I, I know there, there's probably at least a few of you that work in, uh, work in the restaurant industry. And I'm just curious as to, is, is this what your passion is? Or can you turn it into something that you're passionate about? Is there an aspect of what you're doing that you're passionate about? Because what's so interesting about working in restaurants is that you get such a mixed bag of people, of aspirations from literally 16-year-olds to 60-year-olds. That 60-year-old might, might have a jazz band that he perform, and they perform every Thursday night, and that's his passion. But he, and he also loves serving, serving people and working at Moe's Diner. Like There's such an eclectic amount and, and diverse group of people who work in the restaurant industry that I'm curious as to how many are, have found the peace, have found the zen of the actual positive impact that you have people come in hungry and angry and they leave happy and full that's god's work you know what i'm saying so even if you hate your job as a server even if you hate your job as a bartender you're doing such a great it's such a service like when they say a service when we talk about the service industry i truly believe 
that hospitality and and the only reason I don't include hotel work in this is because I personally have not worked in hotels and I do not know uh, the structure of it personally. But I know that it's the same spirit of giving someone a, a positive experience and giving them something that they want to come back for. So I'm curious if if you have found that Zen, then what is it? What is it about the what is it about the job that that makes that makes you happy, that makes you excited to come back. I know from my experience, getting to know people was always fun because like I said, it's such an eclectic group. You're always going to meet great people in that world. But when I, when my enthusiasm quadrupled was when I decided to start bartending and realized that bartending was was a craft that I could hone, that I could practice, that I could that I could see improvement, that I could seek mentorship. There was all these different avenues and places. There was books I could read. There's competitions. There's so many things to do with bartending that I realized, oh my gosh, if I'm if I'm yes, I could work at this bar here in town and be a bartender here. But I could also have my own bartending business, do bartending consulting on the side, build bartending menus, do bartending competitions. There's so many different avenues that you can play with if you lean into that craft. So that's somewhat of a grandeur scale, but I still believe that there are things that you can find within the restaurant business that you can bring into darn near every, every profession. And the reason I want to bring it up is because I found myself so comfortable, challenged yet comfortable. There's such a happy balance of, of not knowing what you're going to get out of the day and at the same time, knowing that no matter what happens, you're going to be able to handle what happened, what, what's going to happen that day. There's a, there's a confidence that comes with being an experienced server or bartender or busser or host or cook or manager. There's a confidence knowing that you're walking into a space and, and when things hit the fan, yes, it's not going to impact, it's not going to impact the freaking Dow Jones industrial average. No, but it could affect this person's experience so much that they never come back. And if they're 21 years old and this is their neighborhood spot and they're always going to live in town and they were going to spend a hundred dollars a week at your restaurant. And then for 60 years, you don't have that person. Then no, it's not the NASDAQ, but it could be a hundred thousand dollar customer. So it's, it's such a concentration on the finite that I think it's very easy to get lost in the minor uh, inconveniences and new, like nuisances of life. It's unbelievably easy to get sucked into being pessimistic and, and believing that, yes, you're an artist, but... You need to work at the restaurant to to be able to pay your bills because your art just can't do it. It's like, well, maybe you need to really triple down on that art. Maybe you need to put the 
pedal to the freaking metal and contract, go for government contracts, go for corporate contracts, go for animation. Don't just apply in the neighborhood, apply across the world. See if you can get any offer and then look at how much you make in that restaurant. Look at how much you really make in that restaurant. And if it, if your dream is 85% or more of whatever you're making, you need to stop what you're doing and follow your dream. And then take those skills that you learn and how to talk to people and how to troubleshoot and how to handle inconvenient customers or grumpy people and take that to, to, to your craft. Take that to whatever, you, whatever you're passionate about. Because it's so easy to get to get completely encapsulated in the drama of of the restaurant world. The best part about restaurants is the end of the shift. And everyone knows this. There's a bar in New York called Employees Only, and it's open till the sun comes up, and it's only meant for industry people. Once you finish work, that's when the best that's the best part of working for most people, because you go out. You have some drinks with all of your coworkers and all of your fellow compatriots in the industry. It's 1 a.m. and you just complain and bullshit about the bullshit you go through. Pardon my language. Uh, and you just and it's just a, a cipher of a continued, basically just spasm of of turmoil but it feels good to get it out you know your boss did this I can't believe they asked you to do that you know I could have that job they offered me that job I should have taken it one because if I was doing that did you see what they did to the menu yeah that menu I can't believe and the cocktail menus were I can't believe they're doing that either did you hear so-and-so is quitting they're quitting yeah they got it it's just all just so much. It's just so much drama and turmoil. And it's just so good. <laughs> it's so good. And it's so easy to just get swallowed up into this cipher of, of critical, of, of critical, of just being basically pessimistic of the, of the world that you're choosing to be in. But it, but it feels good to get it out. So I say that to to basically propose the idea that there are two schools of thought. If if you're going to stay in any sort of job, in any business, in any, you know, maintain a title that you're comfortable with, whether it's uh, investment banker or busser, is there something in that? that you're developing and getting better that makes you feel like you as a person are progressing and it doesn't have to be anything big it can be oh i can carry three dishes now with one hand that's something 99 percent of people in the entire world cannot do but you can do it now how many other weird things can i figure out how to do the bigger the job the more incredible it is investment banker you know, 
make your money. <laughs> I know nothing about investment banking, but I know that every job has something that you can practice and something you can get better at and something you can hone in. And then when you, when the time comes, if you ever want to move on to something else, or if you ever want to start your own, or if you ever want to mentor someone, or even if you just want to retire on top, you know that by the end of this thing, you have learned so much and the wisdom that you possess is such a pride that it's worth it's worth every penny that you worked for and a thousand more or there's the kind of other side of the coin where you're you're working and you you enjoy what you're doing and you can tell that you're getting better at it and maybe you've plateaued or maybe there is a um just this, the the voice inside, you know, yourself. There's the ego and then the self, you know, I like to think of your head and your gut, you know, but your gut's telling you, it's like, there's, but, you know, I, I might, I might have to try this one day. If that's the case, then take, take literally an inventory of what, what you've gained thus far from your current working situation. What skills have you acquired? And I'm not talking about, <clears throat> I'm not talking about resume building. <laughs> okay. I'm talking about literally the skills that, that your coping skills, your emotional maturity, your ability to communicate, your ability to talk to, ability to talk to people and communicate. Believe it or not, there's different, you know, there's a difference between those two. I am a much better uh, email scribe than I am a text messenger, for instance. Um, but is, is there anything that you realize that, you know, over the course of the past five, 10, however many years, I have become a person that I didn't, I didn't, I didn't expect I'd have this skill. This is a skill I didn't expect. You know, if you get sucked into the restaurant industry, if you're a restaurant manager and after 10 years you realize like wait wait a second I wanted to be I wanted to go to Hollywood. I wanted to I wanted to act. I wanted to produce movies. Let's say you wanted to I wanted to produce movies. At that point you can take an inventory of that 10 years and no your 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 production resume is empty. <laughs> you know, you have nothing to show that you've done any film work. But if you make the jump and take the proper steps and read the right books and talk to the right people, then the skills that you've acquired as a manager of uh, probably at that point, if you've managed for 10 years, a multitude of personalities of uh, you've seen every excuse in the book. You've seen the hardest workers that you knew were going to come up short because of X, Y, and Z. And you've seen the, the luckiest sons of guns who have worked six hours a week and now are making eight figures. There are so many people who come through the restaurant business that it is baffling. So to have any sort of experience, just remember that as you're going through it, it's not just an opportunity to be at service to your fellow person. 
which already is it should be a blessing in itself. When I worked in the business, I I never I was never sideways about coming to work. I loved there's a little animosity when that first customer comes in, but that's more just anxiety if I'm going to get I'm, the show starts. All right, game on. Time to start. Time to start being the best host I could be. The best provider of hospitality I can be. So my challenge I suppose is go ahead and take that inventory of what, what progressions have you made in, in the, in the, in the world or the field that you work in. If you're doing what you love every day, beautiful and more power to you. Even in that case, are you placing challenges and hurdles for yourself so that so that you can develop more skills and become more emotionally mature know how to handle situations a little bit better because even a a, a luxury lifestyle and working two and a half hours a month and you, you ain't got to do nothing but have your phone on for that two hours there's even in that challenge yourself then find find somewhere to make to, to find a craft to develop, a skill to practice. Because in the practice of doing something that is required of you, even if you require it of, your, require it of yourself, the lessons gained and the amount of self-esteem that is, that is gained and catapulted because of that is really something just so incredible the i'm gonna quote it well i won't quote it but dr phil once said your self-worth and self-esteem is a direct reflection of your accomplishments and self-discipline if you want to wake up at 6 a.m in the morning and you do it you feel good. You see what I'm saying? It's just a, it's a very simple, simple idea. But the practice of a discipline, something to repeat, something to, to fail and try again. Even, like I said, there is no, there is no uh, end to the list of things that you can explore that are going to add challenges to your life. If you're 40 years old and single and a man, and you're wondering, what's my next challenge? If you don't play video games, try that. I don't play video games. I don't want that challenge. But I know that like just the, the idea of presenting something new, something to give your brain something to, you know, a, a new play toy, a new, new chew toy. <laughs> you know, it's a... It can be such a beneficial experience. So it's a short one this week. I appreciate your time. And so that's basically the thought that I want to leave once again is that whether you're working in a restaurant, which is kind of where I started, where my focus began, or or working any any job that most may consider a job that you yourself may consider it's my job. It's not my passion, but it's my job. Let that job 
speak to you in a way that it hasn't done before. Let that job say, hey man, don't forget, you hated talking to people before you started working here. And look how good you're doing at that now. Hey, you know, now that you're good at talking, pe- not talking to people, maybe, maybe you'd be good at this, that, and the other. Who, it doesn't matter what it informs. Just let it, let it be a piece of information that you can take. And, and it, makes the, it makes the approach to the entire week so much better when you have a bigger goal outside of getting through the week. When you have a goal of, at the end of this week, I'm going to have a new perspective on this. I'm going to feel like I've practiced this. And even if I failed at it, at least I know that in a week I can fail in a week. I can completely not improve whatsoever. <laughs> like you can learn those things, pick up the piano, pick up the, pick up a guitar, you know, start right. It doesn't matter. Just add a discipline to your life and, and, and hopefully it can evolve into a craft and hopefully it can evolve into a practice and then it can be, be just something that is such a meditation for you that, that no matter what you're doing in your life, you know that you've got X, Y, and Z to come back to. That's going to give you that peace of mind. And God, how great that would be if that's your job. You know, how great it would be to have all the stress happen around the world, all that you're, you know, in, in your life or, you know, family stuff or whatever may be going on. And then to have, well, God, at least, at least on Monday, I get back, I get back to my practice. I get back to my discipline. I get back to my meditation. I'm going to get back to the place where I can sense and see my improvement go along the way. So I want to thank y'all so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Sunday Candy Radio Podcast. Y'all have been so wonderful, so wonderful, so wonderful for your emails. I appreciate all of the feedback. I'm looking forward to continuing this. And uh, as always, uh, questions, comments, concerns, critiques, anything you got to say, please. Send an email on through to the Sunday Candy Radio Podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's the Sunday Candy Radio Podcast at gmail.com. I look forward to talking to y'all again on Wednesday for a short little digital episode. Y'all have a great week, a blessed week. Love talking to you. I'll see you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye bye. <laughs>